The corpse lay stretched across the hallway, his arms splayed above his head, the skin torn from the bones. Long, X-shaped gouges crisscrossed his back in jagged patterns. It was as if he had been trying to run from his attacker. He didn't get very far. His clothing was in tatters, ripped from him by blades. The killing wound wasn't the gash on his back, the shreds of skin hanging from his legs like maroon paper mache or even the three-inch-deep puncture wounds that pocketed his body like grotesque exclamation points. Half of his head was gone, ripped away as if by a giant predator. His skull was crushed like candy. His brain... Strange. Why are you walking around in my crime scene? I was looking for you, Lieutenant Johnson. Your assistant said you were here. What happened to this poor schmo? CSU says it looks like she was attacked by a big cat. A big cat? Like a panther? Or a jaguar. Aren't we a little far north for cats that size? That's what the CSU gal said. But this is Nightfalls. We're known for our uh, unique crime statistics. Citizens kidnapped by agents of the Vatican at normally high mortality rate from unexplained crimes. More missing persons and cities twice our size. It's a tough city with tough crimes. Sorry that happens every now and then. Listen, I need a favor. Yeah, and I need hemorrhoid relief. What do you want this time? The missing persons file on Finney. Your pointy-eared little friend who ran the Wiccan bookstore? Yeah. So far, he's one of those missing person statistics. Why is everything around you associated with hippie New Agers? Just lucky, I guess. Tell you what. Let me take the Finney case. I'll close it and you can get the credit. Your arrogance is surpassed only by... By my case closing rate? Or my good looks and charm? Either one will do. I need a favor from you. Well, as long as it has nothing to do with your hemorrhoids, I think I can handle it. You ever hear of Joe McAlair? Joe the Butcher? Yeah, I know him. Oh, well, he's dead. My guys... What? He had the best corned beef in three states. I used to eat lunch at his deli every couple of weeks. I'm sure he regrets that his untimely death affects your dining pleasure. My guys are investigating it, but it smells like one of your cases. Call Detective Summers. Tell you'll be working with her as a consultant on this. Amanda Summers? Ah, this should go over well. You're both adults. You can handle it. I'll send the Finney files over later this afternoon. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Joe the Butcher was pushing 80. Yet every day he was in his shop, sharpening the knives and joking and talking to the customers. He always had a wife joke or some political commentary to share. Lately, he was usually on about gun control in the Second Amendment. Joe was one of the first people I met in Night Falls, almost 20 years ago. When you're like me, you don't often know people that long. It becomes a problem when they notice we age at different rates. I stood in the big refrigerator in the back of Joe's shop. A tip of my hat and a nod to the uniforms out front got me past the police tape. And a flirt with one of the CSU girls got me a pair of blue rubber booties and into the industrial-sized fridge. That was where my luck ran out. Are you twisting my panties? A couple of the uniformed cops turned to look. The CSU girl who had let me in slithered out of the room. Amanda, this can be hard or it can be easy. I'm up for either. 
But your boss asked me to be here. Let's just get to work, close this case, and move on, okay? Get the lieutenant on the phone. I need to verify Strange's story. Amanda, you don't trust me? Trust you? <sighs> you are unbelievable. Au contraire, my little gendarme. I'm quite believable. I have a gun, and I will shoot you. You know shooting me won't do any good, right? It will make me feel better. I know what will make you feel better. I'll solve this case for you. You'll get the credit. Everyone wins. Solve the case for me. Is there anything about you that isn't inflated? Really? Inflated? That's where you want to go with that? Tell you what, Amanda. As a sign of my good intentions, I won't answer that question. Show me the body. Please? We walk to the refrigerator. Hundreds of packages of deli meats line the shelves. Further back were animal carcasses, skinned and trimmed, hanging upside down by hooks in the ceiling. My friend Joe was laying with his back against a rack, holding giant cans of mayonnaise and coleslaw. He was wearing a thick white butcher's smock, and his face was twisted into a grimace. Death didn't come easy for him. Both his hands were in his lap, fingers pursed as if he was going to pinch someone's cheeks. According to his daughter, Gina McAlair, he walked back here about 5.30 this morning. He grabbed his jacket, like he always does, put it on, and walked into the refrigerator. A few minutes later, she heard him screaming. She tried to get into the refrigerator, but the door wouldn't open. When she did get in, he was like that. You're not telling me something. Why would Lieutenant Johnson say this seemed like one of my cases just because an old man died in his refrigerator? Now, Detective Summers, what aren't you telling me? You're so smart, Strange, you figure it out. Well, let's see. He was obviously murdered. Wow, I don't know if I can handle your lightning-like deductive skills. Relax, toots. I'm just getting warmed up. Smell that? That sort of oily smell? We think it... Shh, let him do this on his own. Sorry, boss. Damn, brother, does she give you your nuts back at the end of your shift? That oily smell is... (laughs) Naphtha. It's like the stuff used in charcoal lighter fluid. Except... (laughs) This formula is much older. There's another smell here, but... Wait. Give me a pair of gloves. Should I? Yes. That's cute. Does he pee on command, too? Do your job, Strange. We are spending taxpayer money here. Okay, look at this. See that red powder on Joe's hands? That's most likely calcium phosphide. Yo, Detective Nutless, you should be writing this down. When you combine calcium phosphide and naphtha, you make a napalm-like paste. Joe the Butcher was killed old school. Really old school. That's not a jacket he's wearing. It's a tunica molesta. What is a tunica molesta? Tunica molesta. It's Latin. It means annoying shirt. The Romans were quite creative in methods of killing their enemies. Feeding Christians to the lions was just the opening act. If they really didn't like you, they'd put you in a tunica molesta, a jacket you couldn't remove. Why couldn't you take it off? Well, boy wonder, most likely because they had already broken your arms in ten or twelve places and shattered your hands with a mallet. An executioner coated the inside of his jacket with naphtha and calcium phosphide. Then, once the unfortunate soul was in it, a gladiator touched the jacket with a torch. Whoosh! Instant human sparkler. Of course, the sparkle was just for spectacle's sake. As soon as the chemicals combined with the moisture on the victim's skin, he'd start burning in a paste of his own flesh. When we open Joe's jacket, we're going to find that he looks like a chicken that's been rotating over an open fire for a few days. That's horrific. That other smell, the greasy, sort of organic one, that's the smell of Joe's flesh. Kind of smells like pork, right? 
There are tribes of beings who regularly dine on human flesh. They call us long pigs. We are quite tasty, I hear. Humans, the other white meat. Ugh, what is wrong with you, man? So, detectives, answer me this. Why not just take the jacket off? It's not like his arms were broken. Maybe he tried. Two points, Detective Nutless. I'm sure he did try. What makes you so sure? Look at the burn marks on his fingers. Aren't those from- Timothy, please allow Harry to continue to regale us with his hypothesis. You know, Detective Summers, if your bad attitude continues, I will not tell you the critical piece you and the boy missed. I'm a full detective, not a boy, Pops. Pops? <laughs> I don't think so, kid. Could have fooled me. Are you really wearing a fedora? Do you have any hair on your nuts yet? Okay, enough. Tim, give us a second. Go talk to Joe's daughter. See if she was able to get a hold of her brother yet. Sure. I'll just go interview the witnesses. You know, police work. You don't have to be such a dick to him. Yeah, I do. You smell good. What are you wearing? Gun oil. Stop screwing around, Harry. What piece of evidence did I miss? Look at the markings on his buttons. What do you see? Uh, a couple of squiggly lines. That one kind of looks like a W. It's Cantata Scriptum, enchanted writing. That particular little ideogram is an enchantment to trap a spirit. The script on this one is to trap a demon. This last button, I'm not so sure about. Witch trap, maybe? Are you kidding me, Harry? You want me to believe that a- Joe the Butcher wasn't human? He was an enchanted, a member of the unnatural order. Mr. K, you addle-brained cretin! Why am I still without the demon's baby? <laughs> it's not my fault. My plan was perfect. You chose to send the priest in to perform the fetus removal. I Are you saying this is my fault? Do you dare question my eternal wisdom, you piece of maggoty vermin? <laughs> I thought that was obvious. Yes, I am. You sent a priest, a man of the cloth. Oh, sure. He may have taken your blood and had bizarre relations with you. How exactly does that work? But he was still a priest. You don't send a coked-up Boy Scout to do the job of an enraged biker. Or perhaps they do things differently in the land of the naked snake women. Watch your tongue, you impertinent slug. I have stolen babies from their mothers. I have sucked their marrow and seared their flesh for less. I could kill you with a word. I could say... <laughs> Actually, Yara... You cannot kill me. That's what makes me so useful to you. And as far as sucking my marrow, <laughs> that sounds exquisitely painful. I could set you ablaze while serpents tear at your flesh for eternity. That... Hmm, that you actually could do, your highness. Of course, you would lose the value of my counsel and the... <laughs> pleasure of my company. That fetus is supposed to be mine! Let's try the direct approach. We snatch one of the sisters. Hold her until they release Fiona to us. What? Counsel, do you offer to convince the nuns to give us Fiona? We're gonna make them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> 
You speak many words, little man, but say nothing. Those who have ears will hear. Quiet! You're going to have to make up your mind. First I say too little, then I say too much. Silence! There is an owl here. Well, this temple is in the middle of a forest. It's practically an aviary out there. Were you thinking owl tartar for dinner? The <laughs> owl is a spy. An owl spy? From where? Hogwarts? <laughs> you know that's just a book, right? Ow! You ripped a hunk of skin from my... Silence! Find that owl! Or the next piece of useless flesh I remove from your body will be much lower. Don't hurt him. Bring him to me. This is the largest owl I've ever seen. <laughs> There's enough here for both of us. Hang on. Who? Who? Come here, you feathery little... Ow! Damn it! He bit me! Oh, you're going to taste great with some mustard and hot sauce, you giant sky rat! Got ya! Bring that foul thing here. Take him. Bite him once for me. Just as I suspected. Owls are her harbingers. She controls them. Sees through their eyes and hears through their ears. Who? You thought you were sly, didn't you? Thought I'd forget. I have not forgotten anything about you. It sounds like a child. That is her fury. She knows I know. Look how the owl fights and tries to escape. Well, you are an eight-foot-tall half-woman, half-serpent with fangs and golden eyes. <laughs> Maybe you're just intimidating it. Do you see? I have your pet. Your spy. What did you hear? That I want the succubus's child? It is a race now, my dear. Why do you always want the same things I do? But we both know the answer to that. Don't we? Especially this. Oh, I know what happens last time. You thought you were so clever. You convinced them all. But this time, I will not be tricked! <laughs> this is starting to get a little disturbing. And for me to say that, who are you talking to? It's been centuries. Do you remember? Sunning by Lake Tritonus. I think about that day every day. Think about you every day. And soon, my love, you and I will be together again. <clears throat> um, well, if your plan was to crazy talk the owl into a trance, you just pushed his eyes into his head. You killed him. No, wait. He still lives. Such is the might of my enchantments. Now the owl is dead, and she knows. I killed him. Listen to me, Kay. 
I want the demon's baby sooner rather than later. I think it's time you understood how far I am willing to go to get what I want. My level of depravity has not been seen in centuries. Are you ready to prove your commitment and your allegiance to me? <laughs> you had me at depravity, goddess Yara. There is still the issue, however, of the father. Harry Strange, he is useless to me. <laughs> he is useless to most, but he could become a thorn. We should deal with him now. He is impervious to magic or enchantments, is he not? Yes, but not new magic. Let me deal with him, your goddessness. He has a way of showing up at the most inappropriate times. And my fetus? You shall have them both, my serpentness. I have a score to settle with Harry Strange. I tried calling Elizabeth and got her voicemail. Again. Crap. I could really use her tablet thing to understand what that bottom button on the tunica molesta meant. Where is your brother, Miss McAleer? Gina McAleer was in her early twenties. Jet black hair and blue eyes so cold they could freeze a man at twenty paces. Right now she had that stare aimed squarely at Worley. To his credit, he was holding his ground. I. Don't. Know. I've left messages for him that his father is dead, but he hasn't returned my calls. When you ask me the same question again in five minutes, the answer will be the same. Why are you still here when you should be out finding my father's killer? Just routine questions, Ms. McAleer. Routine questions. My father was burned to death by his jacket. How routine is that? Miss McAleer, do you practice Wicca? Strange. Do you mind? I'm trying to interview a witness. Yes, Timmy, and you're doing a fine job. But Miss McAleer, Gina, is correct. This isn't a routine murder, and you're asking routine questions. Please, allow me. Boss? <sighs> Give Strange a few minutes. So, Gina, ever practice Wicca? Why would you ask that? Well, that's an interesting charm you're wearing. Were you looking at my chest? Yes, of course. But strictly for professional reasons. You're not wearing any rings, but you have tan lines where you normally do. Why aren't you wearing them today? Well, Columbo, I never wear rings at work. It's not very safe. Did you ever see what happens to a finger wearing a ring that gets caught in an electric slicer? No. Those slicers spin at 300 revolutions per minute. A ring getting caught up in that blade tears the finger from the root. Ripping it away from the knuckle, it is very painful and not very pretty. Don't imagine it would be. Of course, it doesn't sound near as bad as watching someone fall into an industrial blender. That would be horrible. Did you really see that happen? No, but that'd be pretty nasty. What does any of this have to do with finding my father's killer? Maybe nothing. I thought we were swapping tales about workplace woe. So, Gina, good witch or bad witch? I do follow the teachings of the goddess. I am neither a good witch nor a bad witch. I am simply a witch. You people put the labels on us. Hey, look at me, toots. Label free here. Which goddess would that be? You know of the goddesses? Probably more than you. 
See, here's the thing. I found that most people who claim to be witches are little more than folks who are just looking for a little magic in their otherwise mundane lives, trying to channel some inner divine so they don't feel so useless. However, I don't get that feeling from you. So I ask you again, Miss McAleer, which goddess? I mean, aren't most witches vegan or vegetarian? Yet here you are working in a butcher shop. I am a complex woman, Mr. Strange. I've yet to meet a woman who isn't. Harry Strange. Why is that name so familiar? I'm a celebrity in some circles. Yeah. There is something dark about you. Why do you pull away when I try to touch your hand? I'm not a touchy-feely kind of guy. Touch my hand! Tina grabbed my hand. I felt as if I was being electrocuted. You're him. You're the one from the Angels. Please don't kill me. What is she talking about, Harry? Why would I kill you, Gina? Please, officer, you have to protect me. He kills my kind. Gina stood up. I grabbed her shoulders and pushed her back. Blue smoke rose from the ground surrounding Gina and me. I'm not going to hurt you. I reached for my dagger of Yago. I wasn't sure what Gina was, but it was more than just a grieving daughter. Suddenly, Gina's eyes rolled back into her head and she fell backwards into the booth. Amanda checked her pulse. Is she okay? Yes. I need a paramedic in here! I think you better have a look at this, Amanda. I found something bad. Whirly Amanda and I stood in a second smaller freezer. Hanging upside down were three twentyish looking women. I had a feeling Lieutenant Johnson would be able to close a couple of more missing persons cases. How did you find this room, Tim? When I was a teenager, I worked in the deli of a big box retailer. What, two, three years ago? Hush, Strange! We had a setup almost like this, except we didn't have a little foyer before you entered the fridge. We just opened the door and there it was. I thought it was strange that this one had a little room between it and the main part of the shop. So I looked around. There was a spot on the seam of the wall that was shinier than the rest. I also noticed a strange pattern on the floor. I pressed the seam and it turned, like one of those bookcases in the old movies spins around to reveal a secret passage. This is what was behind it. Good work, Tim. Yeah, nice job, kid. Did anyone else see this? No. The uniforms were outside. Look at the ink on the girls' backs. Tramp stamps. I suppose. And their breasts. Even upside down, they're defying gravity. These two are strippers. Don't know about the third one. What are you saying? Just observing. I need to make a call. Harry, look at her legs. Amanda stood on the other side of the shortest girl. Two slices of flesh were cut away from the stripper's legs. Curious. How tall would you say this girl is? A little over five feet, maybe? And this one? She's what? Almost six? Yeah, why? I don't know. Something... Oh, no! Harry, where are you going? I kneeled in front of Joe's body, holding my dagger of Yago in my right hand. Harry, what are you doing? I sliced open the left leg of his pants. Nothing but a hairy, scrawny old man leg clad in a black sock. Stop it, Harry! CSU hasn't finished with him yet! The skin from that girl... I think Joe is trying to rejuvenate himself. What? That doesn't make any sense. Rejuvenate? Remember what I said? Joe's an unnatural. He was trying to make himself younger or reset himself or something. Why is it always something bizarre with you? Why can't it ever just be a plain old murder? Just lucky, I guess. I sliced open the right leg of his pants. Oh, Lord. Is that... The flesh on his leg was smooth and muscular. A dancer's leg. Son of a bitch! Who could do something like this? Miss McAleer's gone. She was just out cold in the booth. Well, she's not there now. Nothing but some blue smoke. Son of a bitch! 
Put out an APB. I want her found inside the hour. Copper. What? Not you, copper. Copper, copper. We're gonna need copper. Wires, bracelets, coins. Why? Because whoever's behind this is a powerful and evil witch. Harry Strange, Episode 306, The Witch Slayer, Part 1, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. All material is copyrighted by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Tony Serechia, Laura Corliss, C.J. DeBeer, Gracie Ortiz, Joe Roche, Trisha Groves, and Jackie Costello. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects provided by license with soundsnap.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Prudem. Good night. <laughs>